Welcome to Shoalhaven Youth Local, a show where we focus on everything local in Shoalhaven. From current events and community groups, to local history and the best places to be, and even our favourite local personalities. We've got you covered. So if you ever wanted to know son, where to go or where to volunteer even, from a youth perspective, then listen in. You might be surprised by what's just outside your front door. Shoalhaven Youth Local would like to acknowledge the traditional custodians of you and country, the land on which this podcast is recorded, and pay our respects to Elders past and present. Welcome to a daily dose of local and national happenings. And what's making waves out there with today's... Hot Topic. So on this week's Hot Topic, we're going to talk about the most irritating bird that there is. Plovers. <laughs> the ever-swooping, ever-annoying... Bird that it has been back around town again. Agreed. They're so annoying. Literally, I've had my own personal run in where I've had to use an umbrella to defend myself and my bro, dog while bro. out on a walk. I was literally walking up the street to my bus, and then they, th- then the poles were like, "Bro, no, I, d- I don't like you." And then they just decided to sw- swoop around yeah. me, and I had to run to my bus. Literally. Yeah, I mean, like I've had some experiences with plovers. They're getting a lot less common now that I don't live in Lincoln Jola anymore. They used to happen like all the time when I lived there. And like they were in this perfect spot where like they would be on the way to my bus stop. So it'd be like in the morning and we'd have to like run past. But now I've just learned to not care about them because they'll swoop you, but they won't mm. actually do anything to you. They like they swoop you as like a warning and they don't yeah. actually do anything. They never actually like there was like a rumor that they had like poisonous talons on their <laughs> wings and we were like, Oh no, we're gonna die and we have to duck down and they're trying to kill us and it's like just do, to do the you bus. Think, do you mm-hmm. think they do locate themselves close to bus stops? I think so. Yeah, Probably. they definitely do. Yeah, because that's why they, they swim me around when I was near a bus stop. Yeah, and, and they're they actually on the way to my new bus stop too. Do happen to so. find the perfect spots to nest? Literally, um, the just yesterday, I was at IGA Milton, and there were plovers in the trees right by the car park, um, and they were swooping. Like we didn't even notice them, but. My mom was the one who was like, oh, there are plovers there. Because there were people, like, sort of running to their cars a bit. Um, I've been swooped by plovers that many times that now I just, like, literally walk past them um, and don't even care. Like, they still come around and, like, they try swooping you. But if you just keep walking, they don't, like, you just – and take no notice of them. Mm. Then it's fine. I don't hate them because they're dangerous or anything. They just won't leave us the hell alone. Like, yeah. just let us they're walk. Very to, annoying. Let us walk to our bus yes. stop. Let me go on my <laughs> about like a afternoon month ago. Run. I was walking home let- from the bus stop and I, it's like it swooped me. And then I like as a joke, like I didn't think I would hit it, but I like swung my hand up in the air and I actually hit it. <laughs> oh, oh, thank you, Holly. You've done a service to Australia. No, Literally, it didn't die. The world. It didn't die. When I was living in Sydney, it was the magpies Sorry. that we had to worry about swooping us. And now that I'm down here in Mollymook, it's the plovers. I can see why spikes on 
Um, bike helmets are common and popular. They're like in the top two worst oh issues about gosh, our society. Oh my gosh, some of the people today. I've like, seen with their um, cable ties like, on the top of their helmets. <laughs> it's mainly old people, but it's hilarious. Yeah, it's they like fully tie cable ties. Uh, oh, it's hilarious. Based on the plovers' nesting habits, do you think they're intelligent animals or not? No, they're all idiots. No. Intelligent in terms of um that kind of stuff with nesting, but how they're dumb as hell when they're around humans. They have taught themselves how to be extremely annoying. Yeah, yeah they, like they, they have, I did I Google them. They, yeah. they do, why? They do they like protecting so... their eggs, though. Yeah. So that's, yeah. that's, that's why you say. don't lay them in but they lay spots their eggs. where people walk past yeah. all the time. They lay their eggs in the most inconvenient spots ever. Yeah. Like lay them in a tree I, or on, something. Um, So, like, I live near Lighthouse Oval and there's a cricket pitch on the oval and they literally have laid their eggs... On the end of the cricket pitch. Honestly, of all places, it has to be there. Exactly. And it's about to be cricket season. So, like, honestly, everyone's going to get swooped, Mm. eh? I was going to say another experience was, like, with that exact statement where they lay in the most inconvenient spots. I was playing, like, um, Spotlight. I'm pretty sure that's what it's called in a camping site where I had a flashlight and it was dark as hell and I was trying to find my two friends. But, um... Anyway, I was, like, looking around and I started hearing bird noises and I couldn't tell where it was from. But then I looked down and I saw, like, a bird in the middle of, like, a grass field. Like, where, like, they're surrounded by camping houses. Right where people are walking through every day. And I nearly walked into the plover. And it was just so annoying. Like, I had to walk around. They seem to always um, nest on, like, um, ovals. And just like in Grass the middle fields. of paths, on beaches, just in really common walking spots or common like heavy foot traffic places. It's yeah. just like, why on earth do you do that? I've never seen one so stupid, like stupid enough to nest on a road. Lay them so on a tree like, where other birds <laughs> lay them. Yeah, and then, yeah, like, I mean, if you're walking your dogs or something, be a like, bird. they just chase them and then they yeah, get swooped that, so that it makes it even more like, angry and agitated, the yeah. birds. Yeah, thanks for listening to our take on plovers, the most annoying birds and the biggest problem the world has ever faced. One of the two most annoying birds. Uh, yeah. Magpies. I'm Victoria and this is this week's Blast from the Past, All Things Local History. This segment has been proudly supported by the Brains Trust of local historian Kathy Dunn. So just before I begin my segment this week, I just want to issue a bit of a trigger statement. Um, So I'm going to be talking about the 2019-2020 bushfires. So if you guys don't want to be listening to that, please skip forward or just don't listen to the rest of this because... Um, I don't want to upset anyone. If you guys do need to speak to someone, please don't hesitate to reach out to someone who's got the training to do so, such as a counsellor or a doctor or something, because they're the ones that know um, how to help. November 26th in Carawan, the fires started down here in the south coast. It burned up to 46 million hectares, 2,500 homes were lost, including 90 of them were in Lake Conjola. Smoke rose up to 36 kilometres in the sky and bio-researchers said that it was on par with the strongest volcanic eruptions in the last 25 years, exceeding the stratospheric 
Aerosol Intrusion, produced by the previous record-breaking 2017 North American wildfires. A Naruma resident said that it was like a war zone. I don't know if anything will be normal again. Everything has just been turned upside down. Many people lost their homes, their pets, some even lost their lives. And we do remember those who passed away in this devastating natural occurrence. The AFSM commissioner, so fire safety, Shane Fitzsimmons, said that it was the most challenging and most devastating that we have ever faced in New South Wales. And a nine news report on the 4th of January 2020 said, so hot and so volatile, it created its own weather system, sending down ash rain. For many, this was an extremely scary time. A friend of mine told me the other day that she remembers the sky being red and going down to the beach with her family where they could see the smoke rising from the Lake Conjola fires. She remembers the heat and having to stay inside all day, which for her at a young age was extremely scary. I know many of my friends do not like talking about this event because for them it brings back extremely difficult memories. The fires raised the planet's temperature, the atmosphere, to the highest level in 29 years. And for many, the evacuation centres, which were a refuge, were full of anxiety and fear for what would come. May didn't even know if they were going to be safe or if they'd ever be able to go home. Thankfully, the community has been able to band together to get back to normal and life has been rebuilt. I was in the UK at the time, but I remember seeing all the reports and fearing for the worst for friends over here in Australia. I remember worrying about what things were going to look like and how things were going to be once we returned. When we got back, I remember driving down to Mollymook from Sydney and seeing all the burnt trees and all the wildlife. But after a few months and over time, each time we'd come down, we would see more and more greenery. It's nice to see just how well the community was able to come together in this time of trouble and time of fear. It is thanks to so many of our brave firefighters that we're able to live the lives that we are. So many of them risk their lives for ours and we can be forever grateful to them, the police and all the other emergency services. It is amazing to think that it's been four years since this event happened. I'm grateful once again that we're able to come together. Do you scroll through the streaming services, not knowing what to watch? Welcome to the nerdy sci-fi movie, guys. Two nerds with a plan. To make sure that you... Watch the greatest films of all time. Basically, Marvel or Star Wars. Well, could there be others, potentially? Nope. Okay, Okay, let's let's roll. roll. Hey guys, welcome back to Sci-Fi Movie Guys, and in today's review, we are reviewing Blue Beetle. So to start off, what did you think of the characters and villains? Believable? Relatable? What do you think? I thought the main character was okay, I'm not even going to bother trying to remember what his name is. Harmy. Yeah, that. And then... He, I, I don't know. He was, he was okay. Yeah. And the family arc. was all really annoying, and I just hated them all. The sister was really annoying, and her jokes were unfunny. The like, the I don't even know what his relationship is to them. I think he might be like an uncle or something, like the conspiracy theorist guy. I didn't like him. He was kind of annoying too. And the villains, horrible, horrible villains. 
I think the like the lady she had like no motivations, and then that guy, and like he just like it was really annoying. They tried to give him a sad backstory, and it's just like it was it didn't work out. It was kind of stupid. Mm, I I agree with the villains. Disagree on the family though. I thought they were pretty funny, and they had a pretty emotional connection by the end of the movie, and it actually made the movie feel like it had stakes when like one of the family members was in danger because like. You know, we care about these characters. Well, at least I did, and I, didn't. I thought they had some really good emotional moments by the end, especially. And they had they were pretty funny as well. Like I laughed a lot during the movie with them. So yeah, I did really like everybody in the family, like almost every single character. Um, I just hated every member of his family. They were all just so annoying. The dad mm. especially had some really good emotional moments with Hame. By the end, I especially. don't know. I didn't feel like we got to connect enough with him. Maybe it was mm. just me, but I don't know. I, don't know. I, I thought we it did. It just didn't hit as hard with me. Okay, what did you think of the storyline? Did it make sense? Was it clunky? Did it make you think? Was it surprising? I thought it was all right. You know, it was simple. I mean, it was. It was kind of. It was kind of all right. It was a. It was. A, My I review for this movie on Letterbox was: it's, it's simplistic but effective in its emotion. It's it's a simple story. Like it's a pretty simple origin story, but yeah, kind of. But however, the, I think that it works overall. Um, yeah, I think we could have gotten some mm-hmm. explanation on why, like, the, like, scarab thing only obeys him sometimes and then sometimes it's just like, True. no, I don't feel like um, it. I will say, as an honourable mention, just... the suit design is awesome. I really love the mix of the dark blue with the light blue and the yellow eyes, and I really like the back claws. They, It was just an awesome suit. It's one of my favourite comic book suits, I think. Meh. That's all I have to say about it. Um, okay, well, what's the funniest joke in the movie? For me, it was when um, Hame went out of the truck and um, he was going to, like, the, the building thing and all of his family were just honking and screaming at him. It was pretty funny and it, was just, it just gave me, like, kind of cringe vibes. I think the best joke in the movie was when, like, the lady was, like, I don't know, she was about to die or something and then... Like, the other guy was about to kill Jaime, and then he, like, gets the tragic backstory from the suit, and it's like, all of a sudden, we're meant to feel bad. It was just so, such a bad scene that it was funny, and it made me laugh. Oh, um, okay. Yeah. Overall, how many rubber chickens would you give this movie, and why? Um, I'm gonna go 3.5. I did not like that movie very much. I, I don't have it, a lot of specific reasons. I just didn't really enjoy watching that movie. I gave an 8 out of 10. I thought it was very well paced, entertaining to watch, had some very great substance moments, and um, I thought the suit was really cool, and I just thought that the movie was fun in general. Um, so, yeah, thank you for listening to our review. Uh, come back next time. Bye. It's Touchdown. With co-hosts Bailey and Jamaica. And we will be covering all the local sports. Everything from scores to how to get involved. Listen in if you want to know what's going on around the town in every season of the year. On today's podcast, we're talking about the world's dumbest sports (laughs) that only a select few of you know about. (laughs) So our first sport is um, wife carrying. (laughs) <laughs> Bailey, tell us a little bit about that. Um, so I have seen it on TikTok and it's where men carry their wives around on their backs and they race <laughs> around to get to the finish line. And they go through like heaps of different obstacles and then the winner 
um, if you're wondering, of the prize gets their wife's weight in beer. <laughs> I mean, a good prize for the guys, but I feel a bit sorry for the guys because the women just sit on their backs and do nothing. Yeah. <laughs> um, on to the second thing, um, chess boxing. So it's hard to explain, but you literally, it's just a boxing match, but it's broken up with breaks where they play chess. <laughs> Can I? I've so got weird. NFI again because how can you even contra like mix those two sports together? I'm not sure, but they like there's two rounds and they've got boxing. They have they they box and then they sit down with a table and chairs and they play a game of chess. But hey, I, how can you be sweating and that fired up and then know. sit down and concentrate and play chess? I don't know. Um, anyways, this is probably one of the weirdest ones because I don't even understand it. Ostrich racing. It's People a- ride and race each other. How the hell do you even get on their backs without them pecking you to death? I don't know. And the ostriches can go up to like 70 k's an hour. So I'm surprised people don't fall off them. I mean, they probably do. But how do you even get on there? I don't know. Do you get like they that like, have to be real, like specially trained and everything? <laughs> probably. And then you just lunge your leg over them. Oh God, no! I wouldn't be doing that. Don't recommend. Oh. Very dangerous sport. Now this one is the weirdest <laughs> one on the whole list. Goanna pulling. What? It's an a leather strap <laughs> tied to two people's heads. <laughs> And they try to pull like tug of war, <laughs> but pulling with the heads. And it's an Aussie, it's an Aussie sport. Oh, it's so funny. Wait, can you? I don't get it. <laughs> so they literally just have like this leather strap around their heads. Two people lie on their stomachs, and then it's literally like tug of war with their heads. They literally have to try pull. Oh, you grab the other the, person oh, over, over the, the line. line. Oh. I thought it meant when I read Goanna pulling, I thought there was a Goanna involved. And I was like, hang on, here. where's that coming? No. All right, so now we've got ferret legging. So, ferret legging is where two ferrets go into um, sealed pants. So they're like loose pants, but have. Like they're closed at the bottom and obviously you've got a belt on the top. And then the person who um, can keep the two ferrets in the longest, um, they win. <laughs> I'd, could you imagine two I'd ferrets running around in your legs? I'd be screaming. I can't even <laughs> deal with someone just like, you know, like when people try to tickle you, I'd just scream. I couldn't oh, deal with What country so... did that originate in? I'd be done in me, two seconds. See, I'd be screaming, carrying on. I've got no idea what country you would Now, this, in, but I don't so even funny. know how this even exists. Shovel racing. So, it's where you, um, you're literally sitting on a shovel. The handle of the shovel is like what I guess you can steer with, I guess. I don't know. I've never seen it been done before. But um, you just sit on the shovel and then you slide down a snowy mountain. It's literally like sledding, but like so you on have a shovel. to carry the shovel up on the ski lift. Yeah, must. <laughs> and then you got to race each other down the hill on shovels. When the first time it's I like went an actual snowboarding, sport. I fell off. Like go down the ski lift, you step off. Look, I literally look. fell on my ass, let alone carrying a shovel up there. Now toe wrestling. Oh yeah, it's literally how it sounds. Like you wrestle with your toes. Now how disgusting is that? 
<laughs> Touching other people's Hel- toes with your toes and wrestling them. Don't participate. Health hazardous. <laughs> that's, that's just gross. Oh, it's so random. All right, moving on to our um, sport, not a sport topic. Yeah. Now, if you have a controversial opinion, I don't care. We're going with what we <laughs> think because we're the sport executors. Yeah, we're starting off with ours. It is a sport. Now, rock climbing. Yeah. It just says it in the name, doesn't it? Yeah. You gotta use your arms to go up the rock. You gotta use your legs. You gotta there's yeah, so many everything. muscle groups involved yeah. and it's just yeah. It's probably sport. one of the most physically exerting sports there For is sure. out there to be even able if, to lift your weight up a cliff face. Yeah. Or even like if you're just doing it fun like I've watched it and you gotta di- like if you don't have like you know like you're just attached but you gotta like grip your fingers in all the wedges yeah. and everything. It's bloody extreme sports. Yeah. Um, now, not a sport. We have hunting. Like shooting. Like and... shooting animals, yeah. yeah. I feel like that's more a hobby than a sport, I reckon. You're not really, you're just Cause... going around with a gun going bang, bang, bang. Yeah. It's not a sport. Mm. Synchronised swimming is a sport. <laughs> no, I said it's on, I'm on the fence about it, yes. Yeah, it's a bit of a... Mix. It does take. I feel like it's more of an art form than a sport because it's just swimming in a pool to do formations. But it does require a lot of but I don't skill f- and like. Yeah, but I just don't think it should be in the Olympics. I feel like that's a that's a waste of space. Another sport could be put in there. It's a waste of space. Like I'm not going to sit there and watch synchronized swimming. I would. No. <laughs> and then I try Cut. to copy them. Oh God. <laughs> Now, not a sport, race car driving. Yes, it does take concentration, but to me it's not... If you're in a crash, obviously it becomes physical, but to yeah. us it's not really a physically exerting sport. It's more of a mental sport. Yeah, definitely. More I men- definitely mental. agree with that. Um, now, not a sport, fishing. Yeah, I agree with that. You I feel like that's there. also more of a hobby. No, to me it's on the fence. When you're standing there with your line in, it's not a sport. But when you do catch something big, it is yeah, quite like physically a, like a marlin. Exerting, it can take you, know. you over an hour to yeah, ca- like bring it in. in. So I think it's on the line. Yeah, it's a bit of a mix. Um, not a sport is dancing. I feel like it's more of an art form. Gymnastics is a sport to me, but because it's flipping, you know, and all that. Yeah, stuff. except for the like. Ribbon waving and gymnastics. Yeah, that's in that <laughs> section. If you if you consider waving ribbons, you're, sport? <laughs> you should not even talk about what a sport is and what it isn't. So funny. I'm a bit on the fence with um, dancing. I reckon yes it no. is an art as well. I do agree with that. Yeah. But then it does also require, I guess, skill and time and I guess sometimes cetera, physically it can be like, Challenging and stuff. All right, the next anyway. thing on not a sport is cheerleading. No, I already said. Oh, cheerleading. Yeah, if you think throwing around your pom poms <laughs> with one arm <laughs> in the air and one arm down on your hip and together <laughs> is a sport, oh, you can go. So that's just standing there throwing pom poms around. Are you joking? No. And it is the complete opposite thing that we would ever be into. No, no one can yeah. ever tell me that cheerleading's a sport. Yeah, the next one's bull riding. No. Look, I'm a bit on the fence as well for that because it does take, like, I mean, for the professionals, obviously, like, they train for it and they 
it does require a lot of like skill and muscle work and all that sort of stuff to stay on the actual ball itself when it's like bucking and all that. But um, yeah, actually, I, th- I feel like it. I don't know. For me, yes, I get that it takes physical, especially you know, the professionals. physical and mental. But to get on a ball for eight seconds and get thrown off and no, but that's just know, one. Like they injured. will do in like a full rodeo. One person might do a I few just don't different. See the like, point of it. Yeah, but <laughs> that's aside from the part that like, is a sport or not. I don't see the point. You're getting on a bull, then you're getting thrown off eight seconds later and you've either probably got fractures everywhere <laughs> or you're in a coma. It depends. And you're calling no. that. And people call that fun, you know. Some do, yeah. I think it's pretty cool. Being like injured at your half your life. Anyways, but, um, moving on. Yeah, anyway. <laughs> yeah, this is one of Yoga. the most <laughs> dumbest things I have ever seen on social media. Yoga Apparently is yoga not a is a sport. sport. Yoga is not a sport. If you it's call like a, it's like a stretching thing. It's not a sport. <laughs> if you call like doing the Christmas tree it's pose and cheering. whatever like this. The downward you know, dog. <laughs> that is not, not a sport. sport. Um, all right, so that's it for Touchdown today. Thanks, guys. So that's it for another week. Thanks for listening to our show. Shoalhaven Youth Local is a show dedicated to sharing local info about the Shoalhaven from a youth perspective. If you want any information from the show, you can find it in our show notes at our podcast, Shoalhaven Youth Local. And don't forget to subscribe and share the show with all your favourite locals. Shoalhaven Youth Local is made possible with funding from the New South Wales Office of Communities and Justice. Catch you next time!